Get After It podcast, where we talk about what it is, but we're more interested in what gets you from the before picture to the after. Joe Ryan is a Marine vet. Brian Gustafson's an Army vet, both from Montana, and they sold cars together 15 years ago. Now they both like talking with people on different topics they're passionate about. It's weird to have it pre-recorded. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I'm like, part of me is like, yeah, bro, listen to that. I, I want to change. I want to re-record mine. I don't know. But I got mad at myself when I started talking because I thought I was talking over the pre-record. Does that make sense? I heard my own voice oh. and I was like, don't talk. Don't I was talk. like, wait a minute. I'm not talking. Don't talk over the music, <laughs> you fool. Wait. <laughs> That's you. So it's weird. Um, we have this Rodecaster Pro, and we can program these buttons to do kind of whatever noises and sound effects we want. And so, yeah, we we sat down here one day, and we got after it mm-hmm. and record pre-recorded this. And it's, it's weird. It's kind of hard to get used to. But it makes us, aside from us now talking about it, it makes us, like, get down to business faster, I think. Yeah, we're right into it now. You want to go into the topics? You don't want to keep on talking about the intro? Because I kind of want to play it again. (laughs) (laughs) We can play it again. Okay, because it is a topic. Yeah, it is. Come on, baby. So I I got it turned up. Um, And by the way, I think your voice sounds great on this. I feel like I I like I want to get a hug from you while you're wearing like a big old flannel and a jean jacket. That's that's what I think about when I hear your voice. I don't know if I've ever worn a jean jacket. You got to get a jean jacket, man. Okay. Just listen, listen. I want to like take a knee. You know what I mean? Hey, take a knee. And then you give me some words of advice in your <laughs> flannel and your jean jacket. Just think, think about that. Listen. Get After It podcast, where we talk about what it is, but we're more interested in what gets you from the before picture to the after. Joe Ryan is a Marine vet. Brian Gustafson's an Army vet, both from Montana, and they sold cars together 15 years ago. Now they both like talking with people on different topics they're passionate about. Now take a lap and hit the showers. And I, I like it better the second time we listen. It's I right. do. Does it grow on you? It does. It, it's, it's growing. It's currently growing on me. Cool. All right. Enough of that. That was good. I think it's a win. We'll let it, we'll let it marinate for a while. Yeah. We'll let it. Next few episodes. See if we get any feedback. I like the word marinate. Stew. Yeah. Uh, simmer. Yeah, we're going to let the, the flavors congeal. Mm, <laughs> let, the, let everything get to know each other. In the refrigerator. We've talked about binging with Babish before, yep. um, off air, and yep. how we both like this YouTube channel. And it's a YouTube channel that's been around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And now he's pretty popular on YouTube. Yeah, And he, he says some of those interesting phrases. Like, you know, you put all the ingredients in, and he lists all the ingredients and puts them in. And it's nice... Uh, uh, editing that goes into it and you know it's just fun to watch and then he's like then you let them get to know each other you know and he does oh, little yeah. things like that and i like it <laughs> and so that's what we're going to do with our intro yeah we'll, we'll let it get to know marinate mix yeah. in there we're on it, episode 12 episode 12 and just real if you haven't seen binging with babish go check it out if you like uh the cool thing about it is he takes food items or meals from very popular movies or um the simpsons or you know cartoons anything like that anything that had a a dish in it and he makes it kind of exactly true to the film and then once that is kind of a train wreck he kind of makes it in a way that he would kind of make that dish it's just really interesting it's so cool i've wanted to i never have but i've wanted to make some of the the ones he ends it with, right? That that taste good. And, oh yeah, and he does such a good job of expressing what it tastes like and and all of that. 
and um, I, I, I'm behind an episode. I usually, oh, this is this might be sharing too much information, but there is a window in my shower, in the new house I have. There's a window in the shower that looks out to my front lawn, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, it's a privacy window, but you can just open it, Whoa. and I can look outside. But in that windowsill, I'll set my phone, because it's an iPhone, whatever, that's water-resistant, waterproof. Okay. And so I set my phone in there. That's when I watch Binging with Babish. Whoa. In the shower. Showering with Babish. Showering with Babish. <laughs> that's what I do. And so I'm one episode behind. It's like an eclair, like a chocolate eclair is the one that, that like came out this week. Uh, yeah. Super chocolatey or something. I can't remember even where it's from. Maybe The Simpsons, actually. Oh. Yeah, and so um, there's a few more. I'm just gonna while we're on this topic, just mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw these at you. Um, Chef John, do you ever watch Chef John? I haven't watched Chef John. I would watch Chef John. He he he's um, he keeps the the and what I, I kind of like. I noticed that I like it when the, the camera stays on the food. Mm. You know, it's yeah. just the food is the main event, and it's just you kind of get an idea on how to put it together. Chef John, amazing. Like he he's taught me so many good dishes. And like just J O H N. J-O-H-N, Chef John. Chef John. Um, oh, and it's uh, Chef John and his, uh, oh, the your food, oh, food wishes. You know, so I think people, like, they send him ideas, like, hey, would you try making this and showing us how to make this dish? And he'll, you know, go, okay, today we're going to make this, whatever, lamb stew. It's in time for St. Patty's Day and show you how to put together, like, a super phenomenal lamb stew. And it's really easy to follow. Yeah. Okay, so Chef John, binging with Babish. Um, any other, do you have any other food, YouTube the, stuff? The food, the, the one that I've been like binging okay. <laughs> is Hot Ones. Oh, I love Hot Ones. Yeah. That's on uh, Netflix or Hulu or something like that. You can it's just... on Hulu too. Yep. It's on Hulu. Uh, not Hulu too. Is there a Hulu too? Hulu. It's on Hulu also. There might be one. It's on Hulu also. And I watch it on YouTube and... They they interview famous people while eating increasingly hot wings. They have like 10 wings in front of them. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing when they go through their seasons. I don't know how many shows or episodes per season. But every time they do a new season, they, you know, recycle, uh, get rid of some of the sauces and replace them with other ones. Now, because the show's so popular, I'm just now finding it. But years ago, they didn't have like the show made, you know, hot ones, hot sauces. Now like two or three of them are like hot ones, hot sauces, and you can go and buy them and you can try them. And they just had uh, Lord on L O R D E. And she went through it like no problem. She was like, this isn't hot enough. Right. It it was, it was crazy. And so anyway, he's, he's a great interviewer. He does a ton of research and there's actually YouTube channels that have gotten popular just making mixes of the interviewees he has saying that's a great question yes (laughs) like so he's made like not even on purpose like he's made youtube channels famous because of how well he's interviewed and people just cut cut those up and put them together and um you know the what what is it called when you mix all that stuff together Uh, Uh, a remix yeah like but not uh, there's another name for it oh you know like fail shot compilation a compilation. Ah, compilation. Yep. And so there's mm-hmm. compilations out there of just people complimenting him on how good he is at interviewing. And so that would be one I would suggest. Okay. Yeah, he make, he definitely makes my questions sound like little baby questions. And he has like adult questions, you know. 
Right. And, and so that's why I've, I've been listening more to Joe Rogan because he's an amazing interviewer that has lots of passion and is real and he does some, some research. Uh, and then also I watch Hot Wings because he's also a great interviewer trying to improve my interviewing skills on here for our own podcast. You know the show I miss. I mean, now getting away, from, I guess, from food shows a little bit, like mm-hmm. good interviewers, but shows that I miss. I wish we still had them. Was, uh, remember the Arsenio Hall show? I'm, okay, I've watched clips of it, but okay. I've never, I never watched it. It was too short-lived. It was very short-lived. Mm-hmm. You know, It was like another The Late Show, The Late Late Show, The mm-hmm. Tonight Show. It was the Arsenio Hall show. I just liked it. It was a cool show. The, I've, he's done a good job of interviewing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there was a lot more entertainment, I think, than some of the other late shows. Could mm-hmm. I be wrong there? I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. he was more entertaining. I feel like my favorite part was his uh, the part of the audience he called the dog pound. They would they would bark like dogs. Oh. I mean, when I was younger, I was like, that's pretty cool. Did you bark from home? Of course. Yeah. You know, I want to be part of the dog pound. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back when I was growing up... Um, People had T-shirts with Looney Tunes, and they were wearing like more. Um, they were like sagging their pants and wearing mm-hmm. their hats backwards. And mm-hmm. yeah, man, I wanted to be part of that 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 whole thing. You know, that whole culture. I wanted to like. I wanted to be Eminem. You know, mm-hmm. I, wanted, I wanted to like learn how to rap, mm-hmm. and then have people think of me as like a really wise person who's really tough and also successful and attractive but because of how well i i I speak poetry to a beat you know Mm -hmm. i always felt like that's so cool you know rapping yeah and we we could go down a long bunny trail on eminem and being a lyricist and and all of that but um i agree i when i was a kid i wore the jinko pants uh, mm-hmm. You know the really, really super oh, wide. I remember not, not even bell bottoms because they were the same width, like all the way up to the waist almost. And uh, yeah, I can't even think of the term for that, but they were just very large, pants. very large pants, oversized. Yep. I had I had a, one or two pairs of those, and the pockets would go down, like the back pockets would go all the way down to like the back of your knee. <laughs> you could store like uh, probably in high school it was like a forty, you know. Yeah, you store forty. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you could you could just store it in the back pocket, and I yeah. So I idolized uh, all these people I don't want to mention, um, just because I don't idolize them anymore. But I did, uh, you know, in Eminem, uh, Limp Biscuit, oh yeah, Kid Rock, okay, yep. And uh, while in Iraq, I actually got to see Kid Rock live. He came over and played a a thing for for the troops. Yeah, okay. And Lieutenant Dan was there from uh, Forrest Gump. Him, I think I met. Actually, yeah. Lieutenant Dan. M- most people in the military have because he's a really strong advocate. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know if I met Kid Rock. I think I heard about that, but I definitely met Lieutenant Dan or Dane. Or how you say. Yeah, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. And uh, Jessica Simpson and Nick, whatever she was married to. Lich- Lachey. Nick Lachey. Uh, they, they flew in and got to see them we're dating ourselves so bad right now i mean yeah this, this is like vintage shows to <laughs> yeah. the kids <laughs> yeah yeah anybody under the age of 30 listening is like jessica simpson who who are these people yeah hey binging with babbage is still on i mean he's on trend yeah that's right current now. that's current i'm not even sure if saying on trend is still on trend it's not okay it, it's uh, legit no, that's not. That's Ooh. gonna be way old. Okay, so another bunny trail, but a quick one, mm-hmm. because um, I know you have history as a um, a youth pastor. Uh, but there's something I 
Um, and I know you shy away from that because it, it kind of skews certain um, conversations. But one piece of information that I'm I'm wondering if you you've gleaned mm-hmm. is the have you picked up any of the the lingo, the young person lingo, the Gen Z, the Gen Y. I don't know what the Gens are, but the young young ones. Mm-hmm. Like one of them would be um, T, or you know, uh, or or uh, <laughs> I don't want to say T- like T E A. Yeah, like. They say that when, like, spill the tea. Yeah, like, well, let's, gossip. Let's talk some gossip or something. Yeah, so you've heard those. Gossip. Yep. Okay, so. Yeah, I have, I have three teenage girls in my home. What's your favorite? What's your, have you taken any for I don't pick own? a favorite child. No, I mean the... the, the <laughs> <laughs> no, you could tell me who's really their favorite. No, I mean the, the, um, the terms, like uh, any of the slang terms. Do you have any that you were like... Because I used to use slaps. Oh, that slaps. I, I really like that one. <laughs> oh, I used, I overused that one. Okay, Once so I realized it was a thing, I was like, doesn't this slap? And I'd like dad it. You know what I mean? Oh, and this like, slaps. I'd back up the trailer really well, the boat trailer. I'd be like, yeah. man... That slapped. (laughs) And so then they just stopped using it. Yeah, we ruined a lot of words. Yeah. And I saw a a video um, on social media, and it it was a guy saying, like, in the 1980s, you said, what are you doing? Right? Right. And then, like, the 2000s, it was, what's up? Mm -hmm. And then now it's like, what you do? What you do? And he's like, 20 years from now, it's going to be, what do? What do? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, things just get shorter, uh, especially through you know texting now. You you shorten things just to make the text easier. Yeah. So it's what you do now because it's W A space U space D O. What you do? Yeah. What are you doing? But it's it just shorter. It's hard to keep up. It is. It's fun. It is. I mean, and I I do feel like an old fogey talking about this stuff it's, it's kind okay. of depressing why, why don't we why don't we completely shift gears and talk about what's in front of both of us right now mm, the coffee that we've uh, that you've brought in and brewed so so majestically because this is the what we got after yeah and the what we got after on tuesday was jesse do you remember zynema so, i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say i i think i had it right yeah i <laughs> I, 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 in my head, it was always Zaitama, Zaitama, Zaitama from Albanco. And in that podcast, he mentions the best coffee he's ever had in his shop. Uh-huh. Well, when that was in, I got to watch him roast it and, you know, open up the green coffee beans. I got to watch him roast it, got to smell all of it. And so I bought a bag Ooh. because I'd never smelt coffee like this before. Well, then we moved, like, it's been a couple months, and then in the show he mentions, I I lost a bag, you know, and found it three months later, and it was at its peak. And so I was like, I think I have this bag somewhere. When he mentioned that, I'm like, I think I have a bag somewhere that's probably about three months old. Uh And so I found it. I ground it up this morning, and uh, we were supposed to record at 11 today. Yeah, my fault. Yeah. <laughs> and and so I ground it right before I came over because mm. you're supposed to like grind it, then you know brew it pretty quickly. So this it's been ground for a little bit, uh-huh. but uh, made it in a drip coffee maker here at the church. Uh, we're still recording in Solid Rock, and uh, I don't think I put enough grounds in. That's what I'm going to say right now. Mm. Is is a, it's a little weak. I don't normally when I'm making coffee do drip. I do a, a pour over, but I wasn't going to bring all that stuff to try to do a pour over. I did a pour over today, and yeah, it's a bit of a to do. Yeah, you got to get out. Um, if you do it right, you have to get out a scale, and you kind of have to have a timer. <sighs> I and, did it wrong. But Jesse's giving me like the perfect recipe. Uh-huh. 
And so I love that because you get the flavors. But we're right now drinking the geisha that I love, you talked about. So yeah, and it's good. It's good coffee still. I mean, you you put it through arguably the worst um, thing you could use to brew it. The worst method, yeah. The worst, not effective method, and maybe maybe not enough grounds. And still, let me take a little, little sip here, a little sippy poo. Mm-hmm. It's a good cup of coffee. It I'm is. Telling you, it is. And I like it. We're gonna have to do a like. We're gonna have to do a pour over. We're probably not gonna be podcasting when we do it, but we can talk about it later when we do a pour over with this. Uh, because it's it's just such a different thing. You know, when we were sitting there tasting, I know you got really excited once you poured the water in and you went and actually did the tasting and you were like, oh my goodness, I taste, you know, chocolate. I know you mentioned that once or you caramel. Could, you could or, hear the excitement in my voice, I think. Right. And <laughs> it was like the, that same thing when you, you're trying wine. When, uh-huh. when you're a teenager and you shouldn't even be drinking wine, it doesn't matter. Right. Then you get a little older and... You know, maybe somebody teaches you kind of what you look for the fingers on the glass and, you know, uh, different yeah. things like that. And you start to actually taste a mixture of things, even though it's just grapes, you know, that have right. fermented. And so it's the same thing with coffee. When you when you taste that, it's definitely coffee. Like, it's overwhelmingly coffee, but when you can taste mm. those undertones of other things, it's exciting. Yeah. And this one has undertones in it that, are out of this world and um i can get that that at home this drip you can kind of taste it there should it's almost like this should be more mm, okay yeah you know what it kind of reminds me of is uh, listening to music you know and then getting yourself uh like an over 100 dollar pair of over the ear headphones mm. you know and then all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh I didn't know there was a flute in this. There's a flute in this song. That's awesome. That's what it's like when you really start to, you you start thinking about, like you said, you know, you you get your mind focused on trying to search for these things. You know, you get, you're given a guide. Mm -hmm. You're like, hey, this is what you're looking for. See if you find any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when I did, because at first I swear I just tasted coffee. I was like, I'm not tasting anything. (laughs) This is a waste. You shouldn't be wasting this amazing process on me and my my gutter mouth you know i can't i can't taste anything and then i did i was like oh my gosh i could taste these like four or five different flavors in this cup of coffee this black cup of coffee no no sweetener no cream no no honey delicious honey yeah i looked for honey downstairs i didn't find any it's like a it's like a niche thing like i feel like i don't know i feel i feel like alone I feel very lonely in my love of honey. When you said you put honey in it, I know I've heard of it before, but I hadn't met someone that actually did put honey in their coffee. My wife actually requests that I don't put, like when I'm making coffee, because I'm I'm usually in charge of making coffee in the morning, not Mm -hmm. every morning, Mm -hmm. but usually I'll just make them exactly both the same, same cup, you know? But then she started to be like, you know, that that honey thing is not my favorite <laughs> i'd rather have like white sugar or and you know something else maybe stevia sometimes with her right and i thought oh not everyone has my same taste buds i gotcha okay i have, I, a, I have a preference I do, I do like like honey is like one of my favorite sweeteners so i i haven't tried it in coffee that's kind of part of the reason i was looking for it downstairs i was like well we could try some without it then i'll add it and i yeah. couldn't find it though yeah give yourself like a half teaspoon or a teaspoon mm-hmm. a little half and half you know mm-hmm. nothing crazy that's what i love to do with um americanos when i'm on the road 
mm. you know, because I'm an Americano drinker when I'm on the road. Uh, you can because you can either get a cup of coffee that's been sitting there all day, or you can ask them to make an Americano, which is just an espresso shot, and you fill the rest up with water. So right. to me, it just tastes like a really fresh, robust cup of coffee. Right. Yep. And since and the thing with me is I have a water filter at home, so I can actually taste the poor water quality in other places and yeah. so that's why i'm usually putting honey and creamer in there because i'm like i don't want to taste your tap water or whatever it is <laughs> that you're using because my taste buds have been ruined now that i have filtered water i can't go back you know yeah. you you like the so water doesn't taste if it's done right right yeah like, there like should you be like no flavor no flavor whatsoever mm-hmm. and so when there's any kind of flavor you're like oh i can taste that this ran through city pipes <laughs> yeah you know you can't really explain what it is but you're like yeah there's like a a dankness there's to a, it yeah maybe some a lot of times it's like you can taste the chlorine mm-hmm. you know you didn't mm-hmm. know that that's but like kind of like coffee tasting when i say to you hey you know, take you know, be looking out for the chlorine in our local Great Falls tap water. Hey, water guys, I don't know what you're doing. Um, not trying to call you guys out, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> and what what is the water filter you have at home? Because it's a beast. It's called a Berkey. I mean, they come in different sizes. So mm-hmm. I think mine is for a home of I don't know six people, mm-hmm. and it looks like a big coffee maker. It looks like a yeah, really that's, big that's what it looks like cylindrical yeah. coffee maker. But you just pour water into the top. It kind of filters through by um gravity osmosis osmosis (laughs) and gravity sucks it and it just comes out the other end and it it's night and day the difference you you drink a cup of tap water and a cup of my water and you're like what i went over to a friend's house and they had one like twice the size of yours it was like a living room piece of furniture is it weird to have filter envy it is a little bit yeah but it's okay if you Envy there, like the Berkey. First thing that I was like, what? Yeah. Bigger than mine? So if you're in the market for a filter, look up look up Berkey. I have no idea how to spell that. If it's I was okay. going to guess, let me guess okay. before you say it, because you might know it, because you own one. I don't. Well, I'll look it up, too, just to make sure. My, my spelling would be the same as jerky, but with a B. Okay. So it would be B-E-R-K-Y, Berkey. Let me double check that. Because you could be right, but I think... Think. Oh, oh, it's an E-Y. B-E-R-K-E-Y. E-Y. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was actually way closer than I thought I was going to be. I thought maybe there'd be a U in there or an E with like the, the little line above it. Yep. Those things are cool. I mean, you can take them camping with you. You know, that'll they'll, they'll filter out the water for you. You can drink river water. Right. Just, I mean, not right out of the river. You got to put it in the filter first. But yeah. Yeah. What if you're next to like a pond? pond yeah it'll filter out the pond scum everything it filters out um food coloring oh wow it's very yeah down to the nano level wow don't quote me on that i just (laughs) well uh hashtag not sponsored and we're looking for sponsors out there berkey (laughs) berkeywater.com and that that actually brings me to the next thing i wanted to discuss is I've, i've been trying this lately and um this one i'm giving you because um i had i got like the mixed flavors okay. um and it comes with like 30 i think and you get to try all the flavors they have in this this box is called alpha brain instant okay and it's made by a company named on it and that's actually uh joe rogan um sponsored yeah joe rogan sponsored or owned by i don't know who sponsors who he, he's probably part owner of the company to be honest but i don't know if he is or not it says alpha brain instant is a dietary supplement that helps support cognitive functions including memory mental speed and focus 
And so you mix this in with, you know, eight, 10, 12 ounces of water okay. and drink it. And I've noticed a difference in my, my cognitive ability. Do you think it'd make it easier for me to not miss our appointments when we're supposed to be? It could. And I just felt like <laughs> taking it. So Joe Rogan said he takes alpha brain before every podcast. Oh, so he's like all firing on all cylinders. He's firing on all, on all cylinders. And so that's typically what you'll see. I have these water bottles. If you go back and look at like the, the episode art, uh-huh. you'll see I have an orange water bottle. And that's usually what I have in the water bottle. It, does, it, it maybe doesn't come through in the podcast that I've taken some. But I've noticed a difference. Have you seen the, the movie Limitless? Yes. Where he, t- he takes his, you know, the pill and it makes him smarter. Uh-huh. Honestly, it's, I think it's like the beginning of that. You think so? I, I really do. Like it, um, it, there's a, there's a legit notice in my focus energy level, even, even like what I, what I would say is like my desire to do tasks that normally I would not, I'd really have to fight to do. Like uh-huh. I just jump right in like answering emails or, yeah, you're you know, like, bring it on, watch this training video or, you know, this. whatever. I'm like, yeah, let's do that right now. And while I'm watching that training video, I'm going to answer emails you know mm-hmm. two tasks at once i don't want to do dang and so anyway i gave it to you to try thank you um i had first tried it in the pill form they have this thing called total human that gives you like all the vitamins you need uh there's like a day pack and a night pack and i just noticed i'd take it in the morning before going to work by the time i got to work maybe 10 minutes after i got to work i would just be just firing on all cylinders so anyway you can try it you don't have to try it if you don't try it uh give it to somebody that will Okay, I'll try it. It sounds like snake oil to me, but I mean. <laughs> and, and hashtag, you know, not sponsored. They call it a, uh, well, it's it's called a neurotropic, N-O-O-T-R-O-P-I-C. Uh, I think I'm saying it right, neurotropic. Gosh. A dietary supplement that helps support certain brain functions, including memory, mental speed, and focus. And then there was a quote down, I'm looking at the website. There was a quote down on the bottom from Joe Rogan. It seems to fire up your brain at a higher RPM level. I feel like it helps me form better sentences. Do I, do I sound like I'm forming better sentences? I feel like you're much more erudite than I am. Erudite. What does that mean? Um, kind of like uh, intelligent sounding, mm. you know, without being forceful. Oh, I was gonna say, I, I, does that come? Does that make make me come across as kind of like a arrogant pomp? No, no, no. Okay, no, quite the opposite. I don't want to be an arrogant pomp, pompous, no, no, yeah. pompous, arrogant. I would say that the, whenever Joe Rogan is talking to one of his science people or mm-hmm. someone who has mm-hmm. like a doctorate in philosophy, mm-hmm. they would have an erudite sort of conversation. Gotcha. Okay. Um, let's 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 move on. Let's keep going. I made a mistake when we did the podcast with Sean Welty. Uh, shout out to Sean. Hey Sean, from how you doing, man? Throw down cornhole. I'm going to see you tonight, bud. Well, you're going to hear this tomorrow. So I saw you last night. Because I'm going to go to the the cornhole thing tonight with my wife. We went the week before. It was great. Anyway, last Wednesday I go to to go to this cornhole, you know, tournament, and I show up at the Black Eagle Community Center, and I walk in, and there's like you know, it's, there's a bowling alley there, and then there's a bar, and I walk over to the bar, and I'm like, hey, where's cornhole at? Yeah, the bartender was very nice. <laughs> She's like, oops, you're in the wrong area. <laughs> So for the whole episode with Sean, I was hearing Country Club. And okay, I mean, like, give me some credit. It is B-E-C-C. Yeah. Black Eagle 
country club exact or same community center. He had the hat on, so every once in a while when I'd forget, I'd look at the BECC and I'd say, every time I'd say community center, community center, community center. Yep. If you were like me and you showed up at the community center, just come to the country club. Country club. And just come to the country club. And it is, uh, it is a bar, so you have to be okay, you know, coming to a bar where they have alcoholic beverages, but it's outside. Yeah. And he had... I don't know. I don't know what you would call it if you'd say eight, or if you'd say four, because you know there's for each game being played there's two cornhole boards. Yeah. So he had you know a total of eight boards, but four lanes or um, four you know, places to be. And I want to call it a station. Four stations. Four <laughs> stations. And it could, oh, now that I'm thinking, I bet it was only three. It was probably only three. Now that I'm thinking. Okay. And um, anyway, you pay five bucks. It all goes into this pot. The bar matches the entire pot. And he pays out the top three players. I magically, it's a random draw. He pulled out his phone, the app that runs everything, and he said, all right, random draw. And he goes, ooh, you're on my team. Hey, cool. So I got to be on Sean's team, and I brought him down. (laughs) (laughs) He totally would have won with any, any other teammate, any any other teammate, any other person, he probably would have won. Uh, and so we were, we were complaining a little bit about him, like not making money and doing this for free, but he more than likely wins, you know, first through third every week anyway. So he's getting a little bit of compensation because he's, he's really good (laughs) and so good that like when I would throw, he'd say, Oh, you just need to aim right here. And we were playing on a board that was B E C C, you know, Uh for the country club, country club. And he's like, just aim between the two C's literally. My next throw, I aimed for the seat between the two C's uh-huh. and got it in the hole. Whoa. I don't know if they call that a cornhole, but I got the, the, the bag in the hole. In the cornhole. Yeah. And so it was fun. It was a good time. Well, I'll be there. I'll be there last night because this comes out tomorrow, but I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be there last night. And uh, it is, I don't know if my, my wife and I can fit in our schedule like every single week, but yeah. it's, it's fun enough to, to come and, and enjoy and meet new people. I really enjoy meeting new people. Yeah. Being in environments, you, you get so locked into the circle you're used to. Yeah. And, and so you have all these friends, you get stuck in it and it's really cool when you can, when you have any kind of excuse to kind of venture out, not that you have to invite more people in your circle, but at least like, you know, what is the world like outside of these people around me? Right. And it's, it's for me, it's a different environment. I don't spend a lot of time at bars. Uh, yeah. you, you play in bars a couple nights a week, you know, yeah. you, you're kind of used to that environment. For me, it's, it's different. I'm, I'm hanging out with, uh, yeah, quote unquote, religious people a lot. Right. Oh, you know, okay. I, I work at a Christian organization. I'm oh, on a leadership yeah. team for a church. So you don't hear a lot of F bombs. You don't hear uh, very many four letter <laughs> words. And so just being in that environment and hearing those, your brain, just because it, it's a new thing, yeah. Right. If you've never been hit by a car before, then you get hit by one. You're like, oh, um, <laughs> and so it, it's just a, a different thing. And you realize how, well, okay. Uh, I've realized how, um, how much it's skewed my, my view of the world because of who I'm around. And so it's really nice um, to, and these aren't bad people. I'm really not, I'm not trying to express that at all. These are great people. They were fun. They were friendly hardworking, like all of them, like just fresh out of work, most of them still in work uniforms yeah. and just trying to have a good time and relax. And not one person there made me uncomfortable or or felt like I shouldn't be there. If right. anything, 
they may have tried too hard to make me feel comfortable because it was just everybody was like, oh, what do you do? Where, where are you from? Uh-huh. They complimented my wife's hair. And, and uh-huh. you know, like it was just, it was awesome. It was awesome. But on that note, unless you had something to add for cornhole, uh-huh. it's a good segue into the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which was uh, I briefly mentioned in a previous podcast about uh, four-letter words in the Bible, cussing right. in the Bible. That is a great segue, by the way. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right? It goes right into there. Perfect. And, and so I have this whole philosophy on, on cussing. Mm-hmm. And so even though I'm around a bunch of people that just don't cuss, mm-hmm. the Bible um, expressly uh, doesn't say <laughs> don't cuss, but it does say a few things that you shouldn't say, and, and it would be um, the, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Okay, and uh-huh. that's in the Bible. He's the, the savior of the world. Right. Uh, you don't take his name in vain. Right. So, you, you know, you'll hear that a lot, like JC, right? <laughs> right. You, right, don't, right. you don't do that. And uh-huh. um, you also don't use, you know, God's name, you know, the Lord's vain, name in vain. And I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of theology, um, but really, if, if you're talking about God, you should try to do it in an honoring way because we believe he created the universe. Right. Okay. That's <laughs> and, fair enough. But aside from that, when I said that there's cussing in the Bible, and you're like, "Oh, there is," and yeah. like you want to go yeah, into it, and I was like, "Listen, it. man, I don't want to go down this road right now." Uh-huh. We'll briefly go down it, and what I meant by that yes. was if your eight year old uh-huh. was running around the house saying some of the the topics or things covered in the Bible, you would probably yeah. consider those cussing. Yeah. And be like, oh, you shouldn't talk about incest or rape, right? Or um, male or female body parts. Those things are mentioned in the Bible because it, it talks about the world and those things are in the world and they were in the world and they'll more than likely always be in the world. But if your 12-year-old ran around, 8-year-old, whatever, um, and started saying some of these things, literally scripture out of the Bible, you'd be like, hey, what are you, what are you, uh, what are you talking about there? Yeah. Right? There's a guy, David, in the Bible, and he's one of the, um, actually, uh, at one point in the Bible, it calls him a man after God's heart. Okay? This guy, David, was on the roof looking at a woman on a roof. And again, we're getting deep into this, but I've been in the Middle East. They don't have, especially back then, they didn't have air conditioning, right? Okay. So a lot of, like, activities happen on the roof of their house, and they're not shaped like ours. They're flat. Right. And so he's looking, and this is where um, Bathsheba is her name. Funny that she was taking a bath, and her name's Bathsheba. (laughs) But she is, of course, nude, and he sees her, and he lusts after her. Calls her to his palace. He was the king, Uh and uh, gets her pregnant. Okay. She is a married woman. Yikes. David gets the married woman's husband, out of the battlefield. He's off, like, fighting war for his country. David calls him in and says, hey, dude, uh, you're one of my generals. I'd like you to just go be with your wife. And he was trying to, like, time it right that, you know, just a a few days ago, a few weeks ago, Uh I I did the duty with your wife. I want you to go do it, and then we won't know that it's my kid that comes out nine months later. So he tries to trick him. The guy is too upstanding. The guy's like, "Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. If my guys can't, like, I'm not going to. Right. Um, and so then David, like, he goes, he goes back to battle. David calls him in again. Come on, man. Like, and have a good meal. Do this. The guy, like, sleeps on the palace stairs. He's like, no, I'm not having a good meal. I'm not going to see my wife. If my men can't, I'm not going to. So David gets the other generals and says, all right, when this guy gets into the front of the battle, in the heat of the battle, pull all the rest of the men back. And has this guy essentially murdered. Right. Murdered. Right. So he's now committed adultery. He's now murdered a guy. Uh Later in the Bible, we find 
he's called a man after God's own heart. Right. And it's actually the whole purpose of this story is that God forgives, uh-huh. right? And so he asks for repentance. He feels guilty. Um, lots of things happen, you know, in that whole process. And and that's the moral of the story. It's not like bad things happen and God loves it. Like that's not, that's not the story. But if you're if your kids running around the house saying you know adultery, let's sleep with women that we see on the roof. Like it's talking about naked women. It's talking about adultery. It's talking about murder. And that's just actually one of the more popular stories in the Bible, uh-huh. and it covers all of those things. And so yes, it does not have f bombs or four letter words, you know, scattered throughout the Bible that you know is this top secret thing that Christians know and nobody else does. Mm. But it does have very graphic content. Um, because it talks about the real world. And when you and I were discussing like what we wanted to talk about on this podcast, you had some insight as well, just, you know, based on like language and how much has changed. Yeah, actually I, um, it, it was direct, not directly, but sometime after Steve Jobs had passed away, I had learned that he gave everyone that went to his funeral or whatever remembrance ceremony and a lot of, you know, the, and I think everyone at his company got a, a copy of this book. And so I was like, oh, that must be a really cool book. I, and so I found out that it was called The um, Autobiography of a Yogi. And it was by Hindu guru Paramahansa Yogananda. Mm. Whoa. Okay. That's a lot of <laughs> I had to take a breath. words there. Okay, sorry if I butchered that. My bad. Um, and so I was reading the book, and it's kind of a good book about just, you know, in general, spiritualism and all that kind of stuff. And that kind of goes, um, and it's like an autobiography, like it says, an autobiography of that guy, Yogananda, the writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, But in the book, there is a really, it, it caught me by surprise. And I think I remember spitting stuff out of my mouth when, mm-hmm. I, when I read it. Because mm-hmm. it just, you, you know, it's just a... I mean, you would not think of this 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 word when I'd say it. It wasn't, it wasn't. I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I realized that this book was written back in uh, the early 1900s. Oh gosh, don't. So, anyways, a long, 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 long time ago. Mm-hmm. And um, so, here's the story. Uh, Yogananda was um, he was studying for a test in college, and he knew that he didn't do enough studying and he was very very nervous and through some fluke or luck or whatever he did pass his test and and so he rushed back to his comrades and his you know his classmates uh at his dorm room and he says quote <laughs> he goes and then i went into the room and this is i'm paraphrasing um i went into the room and i told told my comrades of the uh of the good news and they all ejaculated with words of joy <laughs> <laughs> It's like what? And there's people listening right now. If they were drinking coffee, also not expecting that word, probably spit their coffee out. I Did spit a spit take? Out. It means something different now, but back then it just meant you know to 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 shout something. Right. You know? Right. To to exuberantly shout with joy. Yes, that's what it means. Meant. Right. It has taken on another meaning now. And of course, I wouldn't want my kids running around saying that word in the Albertsons or wherever we would be. <laughs> right, right. But when I was reading that, it was not offensive because, you know, in context, I was like, oh, I see what they're saying. I mean, they're not referring to anything dirty, quote unquote. But, right, right. Uh, but yeah, I, so I, I, I can relate. I, I've run across that that very same thing where you're like, well, it's not necessarily a bad word. I and mean, then what is a bad word? We can talk. Oh, for we could go, you know, so far into that. And and most bad words that we have have now is only because everybody agrees they're a bad word. Ooh, and that's kind of the rule that I have. You know, if I say something, and 
more a lot of people agree like oh that that word is harmful we don't mm -hmm. we don't like that word i'm not a guy that's like well i get to say whatever i want freedom of speech yeah i you know nope i don't think that way i mean you're fine to think that way if you want to but i i want to just i want my speech to always be just me communicating an idea and hopefully that's never something that's shaming somebody so yeah right right we're making somebody uncomfortable in the way that unless i'm just like well you think that two plus two is five well i'm gonna <laughs> make you uncomfortable and tell you that it's four well i can't help you there but <laughs> right right and so you know um I wasn't. I wasn't trying to make any rash claims. That, that's all I was trying to say. Is we we needed to make the correction that cussing in the Bible. It's the the country club, not the community center, mm -hmm. and that cussing in the Bible. Yes, there's not four letter words scattered throughout the whole thing. Yep. But uh, there, there are there are definitely things in the Bible that if your if your child was running around the house, more than likely you would not want them repeating some of those things. So, oh, so there parenthood. we are. Parenthood, parenthood <laughs> can be fun. So. It, well, I was just going to say, uh, as a side note, because we're drinking this coffee here, it has improved as it's cooled down. Yeah, just like he said. Just like he said, it's it's it, you know we've got these little styrofoam cups here, but it has improved. I'm I'm uh -huh. liking it right now. It tastes different, and yeah. I'm I'm picking up a few more of those undertones now that it's cooled down a little bit. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for making that coffee and bringing it over and pre-grinding it. <laughs> I mean. I actually missed our, uh, we had an appointment to record at 11 a.m. And um, I was not even in the city. I had forgotten completely. And so I apologize for degrading the coffee and for putting <laughs> us and our schedule off. Um, but yeah, that's that was my bad. <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> well, and we really, you know, the, the biggest thing is we're just trying to stick with a schedule that we've told everybody we're going to have. Yeah. And, and it, so, you know, it, it became like I had, you know, I'd let Brian down because he had rescheduled some things in his day, but also, you know, the listeners, I mean, I, I want to make sure that we can um, keep up this pace. Right. And we're right. going to get ahead of the head of the game here this weekend. So no worries. Yeah. After this weekend, we will, we will be ahead of the game and it'll be, yeah, it'll be good. Okay. So now, um, meeting new people. Oh, and I wanted to mention, um, Brian was nice enough to come out and take pictures of my band i want to thank mm. you for that which also made me feel like because i had just texted you this morning it's not like i hadn't talked to you this morning <laughs> i talked to you selfishly about my band's pictures and just wondering when you know you might have the chance to upload them and on that very same day see i also miss our appointment so i was like god could there be a worse just co coalescing of <laughs> I want to say flavors, but of <laughs> events, of negative events, that I was basically all, the fulcrum of all of them. You know, right. anyways. I'm right. Sure. Well, and then on 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 my end of things, mm. um, Joe Joe is is that guy that you'll be talking to through text message, mm -hmm. or uh, in his case, Facebook Messenger, mm -hmm. and we'll be having a conversation, and then it's like, Bloop. I don't know where Joe went, mm -hmm. right? And now now knowing, I think it was probably you just left service you were yeah. no longer in service but yep. I, I messaged him back pretty quick like four messages boom 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 like here's all the information you need you know and and, and actually you had messaged me and i literally just left my computer from like downloading the, the pictures so you could get them Whoa. so I, I i said that and then i was like hey are we still meeting but then i'm used to like Oh, just Joe just drops off the planet sometimes puts mm -hmm. his phone somewhere does other things like yep. and i and part of me wishes i could be that way 
that I could just put my phone down and, and not look at it. And mm-hmm. so I'm, uh, then part of me is just like, well, come on, man. Like we were just talking, well, you know you what I mean? Like just <laughs> using your phone. What did you, you do a text message and you toss it behind you. Yeah. Like, Don't need like, this. Like, where did the phone just go? Like, seriously, you, even if you tossed it behind you, you'd still hear it vibrate because like right. it probably started vibrating in the air. But anyway, and so that was the whole thing. And then I, I, texted when I got here and uh, the door locks automatically behind you. So I usually get here, uh, try to set up the camera and do different things so we can have our, our episode uh, cover art. And uh, and then you just message me when you get here and I go down and open the door for you. Yep. And so I was like, oh, just let me know when you get here. Mm-hmm. And then I, I didn't hear anything. Yep. And I was like, okay, well maybe I, I should probably text then instead of just Facebook Messenger. Then I texted and it was seconds later you called me from Facebook Messenger. Oh, I was just, yeah, I had just seen the message and I was like panicking, like, oh God, you know, when you're right. just, your, your, um, your bottom falls out. Is it, is that a, <laughs> yeah. Um, when, you, when you're just like, you're gutted, you're like, oh my God, the thing. And, uh. and I was here and the camera was set up and oh. I'm like excited for you to smell the coffee. Pre-ground and ground grounds. And the worst call that could possibly happen happened. Brian. Brian, Brian, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear what I'm saying? Can, can you hear me? Because I hope you can't. I hope this is like broken up, but like I double booked things and I'm not going to be there. <laughs> and I was like, wow, wow. <laughs> Just like that. Just like that. But we, we, we worked through it. I moved uh, the things that I had moved. I moved back and, and we're, we were able to able to still get stuff out for you the listeners yes i mean brian you know he went had to go home to check a schedule and i was you know and he moved some things around and then texted me said hey we can meet at 115 ish or 130 ish and i was like i literally had not one extra second i got here right when i <laughs> could have yeah and so now i mean i'm not saying everything's better but then we're back on track we're ooh, ooh, back on track that's good <laughs> i like that but, you know, so that's how serious we're taking this, though. Like, you know, I'll make a mistake. I'll own up to it, but I'm still gutted. I'm like, oh, God, how do I not have that feeling ever again in so, my life? But this is what we're working on. We're working on a joint calendar. Yep. That, Google, that we Google can, calendar. We, yeah, that we can put together. So I'm hoping Google Calendar will work. Mm-hmm. I said that. Google. Google. The Google. <laughs> the Google Calendar. I hope the Google Calendar will work. But we're going to try that. We'll see if that'll that'll help with our scheduling a little bit better. You wanted to talk about uh, a couple weeks ago, you came with me to a a meeting. Oh, yeah. I, I joined you for your Toastmasters. Um, on, on the episode with Preston, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu we talked about Toastmasters and gaining confidence and ability yep. to public speak. And so the next Thursday, uh, as I was going to Toastmasters, Electric City Noon Toastmasters, shout out. On Thursday. On Thursday at, I don't know what that building's called. Do you know? Oh, I want to say, for some reason, the word heisey comes to mind. But it's like the it's like a community center, you know. <laughs> Are you I, sure it's not a country club? I don't know. It's one. Of, it's another country club. It's the Great Falls Country Club. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's across from Dairy Queen downtown, yeah. across the street. What is that on? Uh, first, second, second north, second north. 
Yeah. It's a one way that goes east. Mm-hmm. And you just cross that road from Dairy Queen. That's and, the parking lot. And they usually have some sort of like little restaurant, uh, like the Burger Bunker got their start in there, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. So they, they like to um, they like to be the home of people starting out their restaurants. So, yeah. Yep. And so they ran out to us Thursdays, 12 to 1. I, I messaged you and Preston, and Preston didn't uh, respond. Okay. Uh, but you did, and you're like, I will be there. I came a-running. Mm-hmm. I even got a pre-sandwich. You did. I, I ate it in the parking lot, though. I was <laughs> like, I want to be ready. <clears throat> and then, and so, you know, shout out to those guys. They're great. I mean, everyone was like super nice and inviting and very cool. They're like, hey, new person, neat. You're welcome here. Mm-hmm. What's your name? And here's a little packet for you. And then, and then I was like, okay, so I like Toastmasters. I like the idea of it. I've wanted to go. I've known about Toastmasters in town and have probably been trying to get them in my schedule for about two to three years. I, you know, I've worked for different places and at those different places, Toastmasters was a a, a nice um, activity for a lunch that they uh, would be encouraged. And so I thought, great, this is going to be fun. And then Brian will be there. So, you know, at least I'll know somebody and uh, we'll go through the thing. <coughs> so, so then, and I liked most of it. I, mm-hmm. I really did. Um, I guess the, the only things that I didn't, and I would, I shouldn't say didn't like, cause mm-hmm. it's not like I didn't like them. It's just that I noticed that internally, you know, I was having, I was having emotions you know, mm-hmm. that I could not explain. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I say, it's not that I don't like, I haven't made this conscious decision that I don't like this. Mm-hmm. No, 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 far from that. It was, so the first thing we did was do the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, hey, I mean, I fought for my country. I love the Pledge of Allegiance, love the flag, love, love, love it. You know, and if uh, and if somebody gave me a heads up, like, hey man, could you even lead the Pledge of Allegiance for these people over here? I'd go, yes, sir, L- love to. Um, no problem with that. But for some reason, to be surprised with it <laughs> and and then feeling like I had to do it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh. there's, I just, there's a part of me that was like, ah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say a pledge with people that I don't know. It just, after I got out of the Marines, so in the Marines, for me, my perception of it was, and there's a lot of great things about it too, but a lot of it was just having to do things that I didn't want to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> along with other people doing that exact same thing with me. Sometimes drill, sometimes things on the rifle range. Sometimes we're all walking in the same place, all on the same left foot together. Right. It got to me, I guess, internally. And so every time I'm faced with like, you have to, everyone stand and you know, there are places where, you know, they, they don't ask you, they, they tell you, Hey, Stand up. Oh, you go to high school sporting events. Oh, my gosh. You know, and the national anthem's playing. Yes. Which, I mean, it, it's events. kind of almost... The Pledge of Allegiance and the national anthem, I feel, is a little different. Yeah. Um, but it, the pledge, you're, like, saying this pledge you're, yeah. to a piece of fabric. Yep. And uh, yeah. an ideal of a country that... that Oh, I don't want to get too deep with this. That yeah, yeah. that country may or may not still exist, right? When when the pledge was was made, okay, I'm you know, you, you see what I'm saying? Where, where our culture is at, where our politics are at, where our you know all of this is at. Republican, Democrat, Black, White, all of this, right? That that's kind of tearing apart our country. And so the first time I went, and they're like, "Let's stand for the pledge." I was like, "I kind of wish you to give me a heads up." Like <laughs> really? I needed, you felt the same I way? felt the same oh, way. Like I was man. just like, man, I know that my kids say it like mm-hmm. every morning at school, 
that's a different situation than walking yeah. into a random meeting. Yeah. Strangers. And then and then they end it with hooah. They end it with a very military sounding thing. Right. And right. I don't know that most of those people were in the military. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think very many of them were in that room. <laughs> yeah. And and so it's just a it's a weird cuz then right after that you say the um the toastmasters pledge kind of thing. It's not, it's not really a pledge, but it's just right. like, you know, we are, I don't know the pledge at all because it's written in front of you, so I've never had to remember it. It could be like a mission statement. Yeah, it's like a mission statement. Sure. You, you, you repeat that as well, and then they, mm-hmm. they end that with a, a shout, you know, a, a hua or yeah. a yeah, you yes. know, too. You know, and it, it's kind of this like, oh, well, I wish I would have known you were going to shout that at the end, too, because I'm yeah. not even, now I'm just the guy standing here, you know, yeah. not shouting the thing with you. And and so I felt that same way. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's a, oh, that's not even what I thought you were going to say kind of made you feel. And there was other stuff, too. Okay, let's let's hit it. Okay, let's so hit like, it. that was the first thing, right? Yeah. And um, and so I, I, I just talked to myself and was like, Joe, this is just one of your triggers. This is not something that you've consciously come to like so just can you just breathe through this and just be okay with it which i did i was like okay no problem this is fine and then i guess the next part was like all of the different little rules and like there's a lot of things to follow and i noticed that there was a style of speaking that i and it was the it was the people who are there the longest you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and they did they did it perfectly Mm-hmm. You know, and they they did the eyesight, they did the sections, they did the arm movements, they did everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I don't want to talk like that in front of people. Right, <laughs> so right. It was just a little, let me qualify that. <laughs> it was just a little, um, it was exactly how I would talk to uh, school children. Like, I would love it if every teacher spoke clearly and spoke like they're teaching you to speak in Toastmasters or someone given a very, you know, if you go to like a luncheon, someone given a very concise um, PowerPoint presentation. You kind of want them to speak like that, have a point, you know, they have a style of doing it. They leave out the ums, the uh, all the little things that kind of make you sound less good mm-hmm. that's gooder um but in my in my heart i'm like yeah but that's I, I i don't care about any of that i just want to be more genuine and more you know picking my nose while i'm while i'm doing a speech because that's who i am you know so that's that was my internal struggle with mm-hmm. that like i'm trying to find what is my style of speaking and i'm trying to be more and more genuine going over this way and i thought well if if i go this way and focus on speeches that do this i'm kind of just preparing another powerpoint presentation mm-hmm. you know? and so so I've, a very similar thing that that i went through as well and I, I when we weren't recording i told you that um it took me a couple months to get used to toastmasters yeah and it is it's a very rigid schedule they stick to of everybody does introductions and so the people that have been there a long time they stand up and they say thank you Mr. or Mrs. Toastmaster, fellow Toastmasters, and distinguished guests, yeah, right? That's yeah. how they start their introduction, their self-introduction. Mm-hmm. My name is, uh, this is what I do, and then there's like a topic for the day, so they go into, you know, oh, when it rains outside, I, you know, think of this, and mm-hmm. there's a word of the day, and they try to sneak that in with their, and then there's a bell that is rung anytime that's not a guest, anytime a member says, um, so, ah, uh, uh, and, and I was like, okay, I, I, the um and so, I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I think you can still be genuine and not have the ums and so's and ahs. Those are, those are connector words that we use to kind of fill a space as we're thinking. You can still be genuine 
what you learn to do is pause instead of saying, um, you just, well, what about, what about uh, Obama? Ah, uh, uh, or, um, <laughs> that guy from Jurassic Park, the scientist, uh, 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 uh Goldblum. Yeah. Gold, but yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He if, has, he has what long life, periods. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> finds a way. Finds a, finds a way. No, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, and it's um, if you take those out, I, I feel like the thing that it is really good at is it makes you more mindful of the words you're speaking. The words that are coming out of your mouth. You're not just you know putting yourself on autopilot and reading from a script or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're really, really communicating, and that I thought was like, well, this is really, and also like you said, the rigid time schedule. I mean, if you're if you just have a lunch and you have that 60 minutes, you really, really appreciate that. And I really, I was like, whoa, this would be really great if I was, you know, having a nine to five job and I had just this much time, right? This would be perfect for me. And well, and it, it, it doesn't let people have their speeches as long as they want. Yeah. It's, it's important as you're speaking to say the fewest amount of words to communicate the most amount of information. And, the better you are at that, so we can go back. We're circling around okay. Eminem. Oh, I'm going with you. When he's using words now, he adds rhyming into it, but he uses mm-hmm. the least amount of words. It's a three-minute, five-minute song, yeah. and he's saying the most amount of things he can in that amount of time, and that's, that's a good speaker. So part of the rigidity of the meeting is to, to hone all of that in. Yeah. We're not going to have these bunny trails, you know, like our podcast, yeah. you know. <laughs> we're going to have this this strict and rigid, and we're going to go to it. And a lot of it, yeah, there's um, – I hope that none of them are listening to the podcast, but there's older people there. I wouldn't um, – I'd say in front of them, I would. Yeah. They're, they're older people. They're aware of that. So when they get younger people, it's almost like, oh, fresh blood. You know, this this uh-huh. organization isn't going to die after me. There's there's fresh blood here, you know, and yeah. they get really excited and almost to their detriment hmm. that, that they're so excited that new people come. Our generation, and especially the ones below, don't like that. We, we like when we're trying something new to have a, a sense of anonymity, right? That kind of be unseen, a fly on the wall, and then we can slowly, you know, step in. Maybe it helps us get over that too. Like yeah. when you're there, you do an introduction when you're there. And you can even be part of the table topics, the the impromptu speaking section, you know, which you did and you did very well. Oh, yeah. You had a lot of ums. Yeah. But you did very well. And I would say, uh, yeah, that, that, that gets a little into the braggy and building your head up. But mm-hmm. you are very well spoken because you've been doing you know, empty mic or or open mic nights and, you know, hosting things and DJing and you, you just get comfortable in front of people. So most people out of Toastmasters are getting over their fear of speaking, public Mm -hmm. speaking. Mm -hmm. And even though it's only 10, 12 people, eight, you know, sometimes it's nerve wracking to talk in front of people you don't know. Oh, for sure. Very nerve wracking. But when you've done it before, it's still nerve wracking. You just know how to get over it mentally. Right. So when you have that, you start like, a year or two ahead of anybody getting into Toastmasters because they're still somehow trying to improve the ums and ahs and so's, yeah. formulate a speech, and how do I do this on a weekly basis in front of you know people I barely know? Yeah, and so I I still go to Toastmasters. My my work pays for it, so I, I go every week. They allow me to you know, get paid while I go there, you know, and so. I will continue to go to Toastmasters. I'd love for you to try it again. Uh, I think it gets a little easier the more you go. 
Preston said he's going to come this week. If Preston we'll, goes, we'll you know, maybe I'll... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll have to say the pledge again. Mm, well, I mean, now I have a heads up. Yeah. You know, I'm cool. Now yeah. I know going in, I'll be like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. And so the trick for me to get over some of the same similar things has just been, well, I'm going to get rid of the ums and so's, but I'm still going to be... I'm still going to be me. I'm, I, I'm still going to speak how I want to speak. I noticed that you're very much, you're still yourself. Yeah. You're, you were one of the most genuine speakers. Like you were just, I was like, I was like, oh, is did he forget that he's at a Toastmasters? But then you no. were actually doing all of the things quite nicely and clearly, but you just had a more relaxed way of speaking. Right. And you know? and it ends up, again, I didn't want to get braggy about it, but I pretty much, you know, the little ribbons, uh-huh. you got a newcomer ribbon and you oh. won the, the ribbon for... Um, the table topics. Okay. You got both those awards. Uh-huh. I, I leave almost, if I have a, a a chance, I pretty much win every time I'm there because of that. I, uh, I'm not trying to say because yeah. I'm an amazing speaker, but it's because I still try to be myself and I'm more genuine than most people are. Mm-hmm. And I've been public speaking for a very long time, but it still helped me be better. I feel it's helped me be better. You've honed things. Right. Yeah. So that was Toastmasters. We'll see if we see Preston there. That was a that was a good. I liked that that conversation. If anybody wants to join me at Toastmasters Thursdays at noon, uh, twelve to one, mm-hmm. I think I've only missed two in almost a year. Oh I, I'm gosh. pretty much there every every single time. Yeah, unless there's you know maybe a work event or something that that interrupts with it. But. And I liked it so much that I'm I'm gonna think about going back. It was it was it was a great time. So I'm gonna I'll figure out how to be be okay with myself and do it again. Uh, but I <laughs> I'll shoot. There was something else I was going to bring up. I forgot. Dang it. Why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> um, meeting new people. Dang it. Oh, well. What's, what's the last note down there? Is that something we need to cover? No. That was... Um, you had mentioned that you were meeting new people, and I wanted to mention how that you had come over to TC's house and met those new people. Oh, yeah. And that was yeah. kind of Would a cool even, thing. I mean, we talked about it. You said I, I came out and took pictures. I'm not a photographer. And I wasn't sure if I'd actually gotten into that, but I did want to touch on it because it was really cool. You know, like you came out to TC's place. We're having a band practice. And, oh, and I was going to do a selfish plug. <laughs> That's what I was going to oh. do. So I was like. We um, need a we need a, t- a tone for that. What is a selfish plug tone? Uh, let's see. Selfish plug. Um, not crickets. Crickets. Applause. Hey everyone, I got a selfish plug. What do you think about that? It's like, oh, no, I shouldn't. Just, well, I'll tell you anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, so my band Ebb and Flow is going to be playing this Friday at the Beacon Ice House tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Wait. By the time this comes out. Oh, tomorrow at the Beacon Ice House. So um, you should come. It's at six o'clock. And um, we were we invited Brian over because we have absolutely no pictures on our Facebook of our current members. So mm-hmm. I invited Brian out, and he's like, "Oh, maybe, maybe." But then he sent me this message, and thank goodness I got it because as you see the. Uh, the service can be spotty out there right and i was like great brian's on his way and you came over and snapped some pics and i thought it was a great great fun i mean did, and what was your um did you have any thoughts on why you were there so when i was in high school one of my best friends shout out jeremy Pappenfuss. he will not be hearing this but i'm just gonna shout out to him anyway the pap yeah he was he was in a band and my brother ended up kind of joining his band. It was a screamer band. Okay. At one point, I know that his name was core. Then that's the band that actually like they had a CD cool. that they, that they made and came out. Mm-hmm. And so like the deep throat screamer, my, my brother was that, but before my brother was in the band, we'd, uh, 
if I wanted to hang out with Jeremy, I kind of had to go to jam sessions. Mm-hmm. I was not uncomfortable showing up at a jam session because of that experience in you know high school and maybe a, a year after high school, you know those younger years in my life before the military. I hung out a lot with people just kind of jamming. Mm-hmm. When you're older, and I'm not saying you're old, Joe. Thanks. But when you're older, the jam sessions definitely look different. Yeah. <laughs> More structured. Uh-huh. You know what songs you're going to play. And uh, there's one song uh, that I think you guys, you had to fix something in it. I think it was the last song you practiced while I was there. I really like the way your voice sounds in that song. So when you guys are like, oh, let's let's do it one more time. Where should we start from? And I just kind of shouted out, from the beginning or from the top. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I just wanted to hear the song again. Oh, gotcha. I really like the way <laughs> that song sounds and the, the composition. And then your voice just adds a you know, sultriness, you know, peanut butter sultriness to it. Thanks, man. And I really like it. So my thoughts on it were, I wish there was air conditioning. It was so hot that day. Warm. God. Warm. Uh, and, and so you walk into the shop. And then in the back of the shop, there's like, I, I bet it... It was initially designed for like an office, you know, like a shop similar to like a, you'd pull your vehicle in and you're going to change the oil or whatever. And then oh, yeah. that's where the office is, is back there. Yeah. And so it's been converted, though, to almost be a sound room. Yeah. There's there's good uh, acoustic dampening things. Mm-hmm. And uh, aside from airflow, everything was good in there. Yeah. And then oh, I immediately noticed that every single member of the band was backlit. <laughs> <laughs> and, in a, and in a darker room, I, I'm not a photographer, but I do know you should front light things if you want to see what they are. Oh, yeah. You backlight something if you want it to be like a silhouette or whatever. So I had some some struggles. I think I took almost 600 pictures while, while oh, I was out there. Oh. And I don't know how many. I think I sent you. By the time it was done, I think I sent you 600. 300 of them I edited. Um, Holy cripes. But it's super easy when you have, it's called Adobe Lightroom. Uh-huh. You just, I was telling you about this. I, I ordered some pre-made filters you throw on top. And so it's not a lot of work to do that. And then we went outside and his house is amazing. Yeah. It's a gorgeous house at a beautiful location on the Missouri River. Yeah. And he has two awesome dogs, uh, Peacock emus goats so it's like a big old pig out there yeah i didn't see the pig i didn't see the pig he was messing with the emus but then we got some outside pictures and then we went and sat on his patio and kind of got to meet everybody and so meeting again meeting new people is always fun for me mm-hmm. a lot of times i'm not super talkative when i'm meeting new people uh-huh. because the best way to like be a friend with somebody is first hear what they're saying and actually listen so if i'm talking they can't Right. So for them to like you, you just give them more opportunities to talk. Right. Oftentimes when it is, I'm a first time around people, I just ask questions and hear what they have to say. This, the, the second part of that is kind of a selfish reason for me. I want to be able to kind of replicate or relate to what they're, how they speak and what they speak about. So the first thing I do when I ask those questions is I'm trying to find a commonality. Yeah. When I hear, oh, Ohio, well, if you mention Ohio around me, I'm going to mention that I've been to Ohio City, I've been to Cincinnati, I used to work with a mission group out of Sugar Creek, Ohio, stepping out missions. So I I, I just find these commonalities and I I try to tie them in. These guys, though, were asking a bunch of questions to you and I about the podcast and everything else. So I didn't even really have an opportunity to do what I would normally do because they were asking really good questions and I enjoyed the time. 
Yeah, oh, so such good questions. I thought they had listened. I mean, I mean, I asked Johnny. I was like, "Oh, have you listened?" He's like, "No, I have, you got to send me the link." And I was like, "Oh, but they know of it, you right. know." Yeah, so, yeah. So the marketing is working. <laughs> and if you do listen, it shout out to uh, Ryan Severson. Hey, man, um, Johnny Ritchie and TC Hirsch. Um, that's my band. And um, Ryan was actually interested in being our third person in here. He thought that that would be a really cool, fun thing. So, I mean. We we told him we would try it on a a, a what we got after yeah. episode. So like what we're doing right now, yeah. We we bring him in. So maybe like next week sometime we bring him in just see how it goes. I mean, yeah. And he wanted to be more like not you or I, but more like a. If you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, he has a Jamie, yeah, that runs the soundboard, Google's things real quick, yeah. Because we have a little lull anytime we're looking something up on our phone or the computer yeah. or looking at our notes again. It would be nice if we just had somebody who goes, no, now you wanted to talk about popsicles. Yeah. We go, yeah, popsicles. And it would, you know, without having to look at the notes or look something up on our phone. And uh, so he said he wanted to, you know, try out for that. We'll see how it goes. It's really hard when you're trying to get two people with different schedules scheduled with an interview. Mm-hmm. And it would be so it'd be really hard to schedule four different people from four different lifestyles, none of them getting paid to do it. Right. right. It's really hard. It's a tough one. Yeah. If you've ever worked with volunteers, it's just tough to to schedule. Yep. Um, because people have people have lives. So we'll see how it works. We'll see how it works. We'll try to invite him, yeah, like you said, next week and he'll he'll help us with uh what you got after. And cool. yeah, we'll we'll go through go through that noise with him. And this where 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 are we at? Over an hour or an hour oh my and goodness. eight minutes. It did not feel like an hour and eight minutes. I thought we were actually short. No, I mean, we had like a few things to talk about. Then I had a few things to talk about. We had a few bunny trails as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, we had that new intro thing. That's pretty cool. Oh, and the um, 10 questions, which we only gave people like a, a taste of. We did. And I, I want to continue to give them a taste. Want me to play and- it again? I want it to be our closing Just again. The outro today. I want it to be the outro again, so they can they can have a heads up that it's coming. Yeah, we want more interaction on our Instagram. Yeah, we so want how, more. And so, like, if you send us that, I mean, so on one hand, this is our podcast, and we're going to do it the way we want to do it. On the other hand, we want more interaction. So, if someone says, "Hey, why don't you try this or improve that or do that thing?" We're going to do it because we want you guys to be like, oh, they did the thing. They're listening. And then you tell your friends and your family, hey, they, they listen and you can interact with them. I don't know if you talk like that, but I'm just trying to do <laughs> <I don't>. an impression. <laughs> I don't talk like that. I, um, my buddy Steve <laughs> gave us some good feedback through a, a text message. Uh-huh. And that's actually the motivation behind us having the pre-recorded intro. Steve, you made a difference. You made a difference, Steve. And it's actually... Part of the motivation that got us to pre-record the ten the the speed round, yep. but we didn't want to make the speed round shorter. Nope, we like it at the length it is. Yep. So now it's just the thing that we used to call the speed round. Yeah. <laughs> ten questions we ask the the person we're interviewing because we like it. We may move it around to either be at the very beginning when we talk to them or at the very end. We, we you know we're going to try the placement of it, Steve. But we like the length. Yeah, I'm thinking if I had to guess, um, well, I'll tell you what my druthers are. I'd rather have it in the very beginning. Like if we were just, I, we could just like start off with it, you know, because I was listening to another podcast and they didn't even introduce themselves. They're just like talking about weird stuff. They just know? go right into it. And so I thought to myself, well, 
the, I think the reason that certain podcasts can do that is because the host or their guests that they have on are schooled comedians. Mm-hmm. Like they, they kick, they'll do whatever they want. And they're so famous. They're at a point where if you're listening to that show, you know who they are. Right. Right. So I'm trying to, th- well, with our show, maybe not yet. So people aren't going to know our guests just because we put their name out there. So let's, we can in the beginning introduce them, introduce ourselves. So people still get to know us. Cause we're, I mean, I'm, I'm no, the guy that used to have a special on TV and then and then went to com- comedy and now I'm trying podcasting. No, no, no. I'm just some, some schmuckatelli from uh, Great Falls, Montana that knows how to play background music and also then decided to, you know, do a podcast with his with his bro ham from the old car selling days because we've got a particular set of um, we have the gift of gab between us. You know what I mean? Whatever that is when you find the as the irish would call it the crack Mm. we have the bit of the crack between us you know right (laughs) and i yeah and so i i agree with all of that i agree with absolutely all of it so our next interviews we've got three packed in i don't even know what order they're going to come out as of yet i'll read them off real quick just so oh hold on to give everyone a heads up yeah let's see okay give everyone a heads up that i've got them all if you if you've got the names, we have uh, the Great Falls Chamber of Commerce. Yes. So on the eighth, that is okay. So on the eighth of August, we are recording a couple of these people. Um, so I can't tell you when they're coming out, but first you're going to hear Tianta. Tianta, yep. who does the who does the escape room, the escape room here yep. in town, yep. and, and we, also does uh, dinner theater. Dinner theater. Yep. So we may be hearing about one or both of those, depending, or neither, or maybe she's depending got a on whole how whole it cool goes. Thing. Yeah, it's up to her. We're not gonna. We're gonna whatever she's passionate about, and she'll have the designation as uh, of being the first um, first lady we have on first so. first female interviewee. Yes. So um, Melanie noticed that. Thanks, Melody. She was like, you know, you got a lot of guys as the interview people. I'm like, oh, you know, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, hey, see, you know, when Melanie says stuff, she's my wife. So I'll, you know, definitely change it. Mm-hmm. I know she'll be listening. So shout out. Shout out to Melanie. How you doing? Not sponsored. Thanks for listening. Hashtag. If you want to sponsor us, let us know. Hashtag happy husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then right after that, and so um, that next week, we're going to have Tara Beam from the Roadhouse. Mm, I'm really excited about that one. That's going to be fun, fun. Yeah, um, yeah we're going to be... Oh, I think I actually moved that to earlier in the day. So let me... Don't quote me on that. Um, yeah, so I think... Because she lives a little bit out of town. Yeah, so, so that, think, that's actually the first one we're doing. Yep, I moved her to four. So she'll actually be the first female. Tara will be the first. But, you know, just as luck on the draw that day. Yep. They're both going to be uh, the first ones. One was the first that we scheduled. Yes. And one will be the first that we have on. Actually on. And we don't know yet which one will be the first to air. There you go. Okay. So there's still a mystery in this whole bag of beans. Okay. And then the next morning. So, um, and maybe then the next week, that third week, uh, we're having Shane Etzweiler right. from the chamber. Yep. And he's promised us that this that will be our best episode ever our best episode ever coming yeah. in hot guaranteed okay that's 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 pretty high standards i might save one good. I, might, I might save one of these alpha brains just so i have just the, for that episode so i could be firing on all cylinders and have whatever joe rogan's i speak better sentences <laughs> right. you know i'll just 
Yeah, people Form- will be impressed with me that day. You'll be formulating words like a poet. Like a poet would. Like you dreamed as a kid. Like Eminem did mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s. Right. When he was just better than everybody. Well, I still, I don't know. I don't know what things are happening right now. But There's 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 one more thing before we play the the new theme music. There's one more thing I just wanted to, to have everybody listen to. Um, not if you are uh, uh, queasy easily, but Joe Rogan just came out with a podcast, and I'm only 25 minutes into it. But y- Yanomi Park escaped from North Korea years ago, and she's been on a few different podcasts. But we get so stuck, and we were just you know talking about the uh, the Pledge of Allegiance and how we you know we say that. But in North Korea, like they don't even see a map of the world. Like she didn't know that there was anything that existed outside of North Korea. They don't have food. She said the biggest pro, uh, protein source was grasshoppers as she was growing up. And there's there's some really horrific things that she does uh, share and talk about coming from from this country. Anyway, if you enjoy just learning new things, being exposed to, to new things, I, I definitely suggest you try that out. And, uh, and that, would be, that would be a good listen for you. I shared the podcast with Joe as we pulled up because I was listening to it in the truck today. And, man, it's, it's just heart-wrenching. It's heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching. And it really makes you think about how much food you have in the fridge and in your pantry. And when you say, oh, I don't have any food, we don't really know what that means. Yeah. Because she talks about how like it's it's uh, the food is such a controlling method that the government's using over there. Because she's like, when you're hungry, you can't think about anything else but finding food. And so you get breakfast, and I'm sure her version of breakfast and ours is way different. You know, a couple grasshoppers and a flower that you know is edible, and you just now you're thinking about lunch. And then if you happen to get dinner. You don't even know if you're going to make it through the night. And she said one of her acquaintances she knew ate, ate a cow. Like they, they killed a cow. But nobody is allowed to own an animal. The state owns the land. The state owns you. The state owns the cow. He was murdered, like oh. killed because he ate a cow. And then the, the eight generations after him get punished. Oh, nice. And so that's oh, North Korea. Gosh. And I wasn't trying to end this on like a horrible note. I really just wanted some people to hear about this. And yeah. we have, you know, we have listeners. Yeah, gain some perspective. Yeah, gain, gain some perspective, gain some, some knowledge, put it in your brain. And yeah. for me, perspective, when you can back out, it makes the problems that we face so much easier. So much easier. It makes it way easier when Joe's like, oh, I'm, I missed this appointment. And you, you, you could easily get frustrated and be like, oh, Joe doesn't care about me. Or, you know, you just like, like get so selfish. It was really easy because I was listening to that podcast to not get mad at all. Because <laughs> I ate breakfast this morning. I went to the gym. I drove my car. Nobody impeded on my religious freedoms. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it just helps. It helps get through the day and, and have a smile. I guess I owe Joe Rogan a debt of gratitude, too. <laughs> God, that guy already has so much. But <laughs> if the shoe fits, I guess. <laughs> so to end it, on a, end it on a high note, do you have any uh, dad jokes you'd like to share? And, I mean, this is off the cuff. Ugh, no, I don't have any. What do, you, what do you call a cow with no legs? Um, I'm not sure what do you call it. Ground beef. <laughs>
Because it's on the ground. Because it's on the ground. <laughs> what do you call a cow with three legs? <clears throat> What's that? Lean beef. Ooh. Because they lean. <laughs> what do you call a guy with... You could probably guess this one, though. See if you can guess the name of this man. Uh, the man has no arms and no legs, and he's uh, in a in a body of water. Bob. <laughs> yes. What if what if that same man is laying, or what if it was a woman okay. laying on the beach? Mm, what is it? Sandy. Okay. <laughs> what if he was in the bathroom? Uh. <laughs> John, John. <laughs> uh, no offense. John what if he's there. what if he's laying right outside your front door? Um, what is it? Matt. Ooh, Matt. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been watching a few of these videos where they they have mics in front of them and it's like the no laugh challenge. Oh yeah. So they pretty much bring dad jokes to the whole thing. So that's why those were fresh in my mind. Okay. And also the no arms and no legs, that was my dad's favorite kind of joke. Yeah. So that's why those ones were quick. Yeah. The yeah, ground yeah. beef and the lean beef, those were quick because I just watched a video about it. I thought it would be fun uh -huh. if we would bring a joke every week okay. and do the no laugh challenge. Uh, okay. No laugh challenge with the joke. Yeah. Okay. We don't have to, but I, it ends on a higher note than people starving to death in North Korea. Which is no joke. Um, but yeah, you could see why they came up with the most delicious kimchi as their national dish because mm -hmm. it's, you know, easily stored for a long time. Anyways, <clears throat> um, you know what time it is. It's time to end. Yeah. It's, it's time to go, my friends. It's time to go. Um, and this outro music is the new intro music to the <clears throat> what we were previously calling the speed round. It's now called something else entirely. I've been Brian. I've been Joe. See you next week. Make sure to get after it out there. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah? I just thought of this. I say, okay. I've been Brian. And I've been Joe. Okay. We'll see you next show. Well, that kind of rhymes in a, Whoa. In a pleasing way. Okay. Right? I think that's a good way. Let's, let's try it. No rehearsal. Okay. Do we say it at the same time? We'll try. I might let you say it. We'll try it at the same time. Same time. I've been Brian. And I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next, next show. show. I didn't. I didn't hate that at all. That was good. Ooh, welcome to the thing formerly known as the speed round. No longer the speed round. We're just gonna ask ten fun questions. You take all the time you need to answer them. Oh yeah.